Well, it'll just be me and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Thursday, February 10th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Puy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and our intern back in the saddle today here running things on the TV 10 side, Avery Newport. Uh, Nick, we had a great game last night on TV 10 and WRNR EPAC basketball, boys basketball-wise. Uh, Martinsburg, who's kind of had a down season, came to play towards the end of that game. Yeah, they had you know two really good quarters in that game. Uh, the second or fourth quarter, uh, you know, helped Martinsburg stay in the game and at, at time at one point take a 22-21 lead over Hedgesville. But for the most part, Hedgesville you know took control of that game and led throughout. Yeah, uh, and we're in control. But a halftime lead here on a three. Uh, from Cam, from who was it? Cam Wilkes. Cam Wilkes. 29. 12 seconds to go in the first half. Wilkes. Off the Ruas screen. Wilkes. Head fakes. Another long three. Oh, Cameron Wilkes light it up. He can't miss from long range. These are NBA threes for Cameron Wilkes. 33-29. 33-29 at halftime. It was just a three-point contest almost uh, from really both teams in this game, Nick. Yeah, Cam Wilkes and Christian Bolduc, though, especially. I mean, an amazing night for Christian Bolduc. 35 points uh, to lead Hedgesville. Wilkes had 19. Eli Faircloth contributed uh, with, I believe, nine points on the night. So just a, a good game for Hedgesville offensively. Martinsburg had its moments uh, throughout the game where the Bulldogs looked like they were going to put some things some, together, but it was just too inconsistency or too inconsistent for Martinsburg, which has kind of been the season all year. Uh, they were in the game throughout, but they couldn't really take control of the game at any point. And Hedgesville, for the most part, controlled the game throughout. And it was a really good win uh, for the Eagles, and the Bulldogs now dropped to 5-9, and nine. Hedgesville improving to 14-3. and three. And now two and one in the section, which I guess doesn't matter as much as maybe we thought it did because the section comes down to a vote. Yeah, and the Bulldogs, you know, got within uh, what was it four with one twenty eight left when Sorrell Gaza hit a three, and then got again within uh, I think it was what ten seconds left. They got within four again, yeah. and then it was just a free throws game, and it kind of just came down to Hedgesville making almost all their free throws when they were fouled. Yeah, uh, Martinsburg was now like 16, heading into the fourth quarter, went on that nice run to begin the fourth quarter. But Hedgesville just was able to hold them off there late. Uh, a few a few runs by Martinsburg. They they slowed down Duke in the fourth. I think he only had like two or three points in the fourth. Um, but overall, you know, Hedgesville found a way to finish the game despite some good comeback efforts by Martinsburg at times. Just couldn't finish it and yeah. get – control the lead martinsburg outscored hedgesville 21 to 11 in the final quarter but in the third quarter they were outscored by hedgesville 23 11 
as we mentioned, it was a pretty close game going into halftime. Martinsburg, though, uh, kind of almost like flip of the script. It was 18-10 to 10 after one quarter. Uh, then Martinsburg came out, scored 19 points in that second quarter, giving up 15, and then that third quarter uh, just kind of made it a little too much late when you're, it was going to be a free throws game. Yeah, the second and fourth, like I said, were good quarters from Martinsburg, but just didn't play well throughout the entire game. Yeah, I think that was, at least from what we've seen from both teams, starting with Hedgesville, the best game that the Eagles have played. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. I would say. I I think that just the way they were shooting the ball and how they were able to distribute, even though there weren't as many scores, there were still enough that it, I guess... uh, you couldn't really focus on one person. It was what I'm trying to say for Martinsburg's defense. And then for Martinsburg, I think that was the hardest that we've seen them play this year. Yeah, Granted, 23 they didn't points get for Blackwood. The win, but it seemed like they were finally together, especially there in the second half with that full court press, because for a little bit they were causing a lot of turnovers and trying to mount that comeback that was just snub short due to eventually having to intentionally foul and free throws were made. I think Coach Rogers might have found a lineup that works really well in Avion Blackwood, Camarion Dow, um, Aiden Jackson. Yeah, Aiden Jackson coming off the bench, Luke Fowler starting. But Luke Fowler, again, set the bench for a lot of that fourth quarter. Yeah, he he didn't really play. He never seemed to get in a rhythm, so it was kind of hard. But Jackson was in there, and then Barclay and Gaza, that was a good lineup for Martinsburg in terms of pressure defense and kind of playing more like how Martinsburg has played in the past where they want to be up-tempo, they want to get out and run, and they want to pressure you. And that lineup seemed to work really well together. So that might be something that Martinsburg tries to rely on more throughout this season, getting those five guys on the court together and kind of let them run more of a high-tempo, more of a pressure offense. But overall, it's just been – an issue of consistency for the Bulldogs, whether it be consistency throughout an entire game or just a season. Um, they still have talent. I, I think they just can't seem to put a, a full game together for whatever reason. Um, it, it's a, still some big tests coming up this week. Obviously, Friday against Spring Mills and Saturday against Preston. Uh, they're going to need these wins, I think, to get back on track. Uh, it, it's going to be weird. I mean, they get another chance against – Hedgesville and maybe possibly a third time granted the uh, standings and everything when it comes to yeah I mean it's gonna be play, it's gonna be close because Spring Mills at three and three in the conference I think what are they two and one two and two maybe in the in the section they'd be I think it's two and one two and two no because they, they split have, with Hedgesville and they've only Hedgesville played Martin 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 yeah so they're two and one right now in the section. Uh, but looking at the EPAC standings, they're third right behind Hedgesville. So that race for number one in Section 1 is going to be very tight. Yeah, and I don't know how it's going to come down to because it goes to a coach's vote. So if you're looking at Spring Mills and Hedgesville with possibly both 3-1 and one records, unless Hedgesville or Spring Mills lose to Martinsburg in the next uh few weeks here i know it's martinsburg spring mills uh tomorrow and then is it next week or two weeks from now that it's hedgesville martinsburg again uh it is the 18th so that is so 
next Friday. I, I don't know who you give it to if you're a coach that's voting if let, – let's say that they're both 3-1. and one. Yeah, and the fact that they'd be trying to vote probably, you know, let's presume that they don't vote just to what helps them out the most. Yes, that's true too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but now let's kind of talk about the second section here in the region. Uh, Jefferson continued its perfect season as they improved to 14-0 and with a 68-57 victory over Hampshire last night. Jaden Gladney led the way 15 points. Jamari Jenkins, 14 points. Cam Johnson, 11 points. Uh, they tomorrow night return to EPAC play when they visit Jefferson. Uh, so they have a, they at this point in the season, they have a real good chance with finishing the regular season undefeated. Yeah, I would be kind of surprised if Jefferson didn't finish undefeated. Um, and they've been really rolling the last few weeks. It seems like nobody can even really come close to beating them. Obviously, Musselman had a close game there in overtime, and both games against Musselman were close. But other than that, they've really rolled through the EPAC and rolled through their majority of their schedule. So. Yeah, and the only kind of like question marks I'd say just because we haven't seen these teams is so they'll have Washington Friday, then just a couple weeks after having on what is it like the twenty second, so that was a couple weeks back, three weeks back, I guess, uh, maybe four weeks back. Um, Greenbrier East visited Jefferson, but now they're visiting Greenbrier East there in Lewisburg, and that was a thirteen point win, seventy to fifty seven for the Cougars. So, I don't know how close that game was in the midst of the game, but obviously Jefferson got the comfortable 13-point win. Then they play Martinsburg next Tuesday at home. Then they're at home Saturday the 19th against Buchanan Upshur. Don't know much really at all about Buchanan Upshur uh, besides they're 7-8 and eight on the season and 5-3 and three in their conference. And then you got Spring Mills away, which if you base it upon the first meeting – it's going to be an easy win, but you never know how that game's going to go, depending on how Spring Mills is going to come out and play. And then you end the season with yeah, Broadford and Christian Academy. Say, or you can't really base it on the first game. The first because, game, because if you would have done that for the second time against Musselman, you would have thought that it was possibly going to be an easy win, but yet it went into overtime. Yeah. And, you know, like you just, this, it's just a very hard conference to predict right now because Spring Mills, so much youth. Sometimes they have the youth, their youth is coming out, pouring in 25, 30 points. Sometimes they're being held to 5 to 15 points. So it That's just kind of makes it fun. Yeah, it you, makes it even fun, last but you night's game, can't even predict how it's going to go. You had Bull Duke score 20 or 35 and Wilkes score 19. You can't honestly expect uh, and they high won schoolers to do that every single 27 night. against Spring yeah. Mills last Friday, so... In the first half, I think they put out the same amount of points that they did all of Friday's game. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, they were coming off of a, a blowout win, too. Um, so, that might have given them some more offensive confidence. I think uh, those two guys are certainly capable. But like Colin said, you know, you never really know what's going to happen in a high school game. It's just so tough, though, because Jefferson has probably four or five guys that could go off any given night. And nobody else seems to have that. They usually have one or two that you could see get 25-plus or at least 20 points. Um, I don't know if any other team in the EPAC has that. Like Spring Mills, they obviously have Caleb Thomas and and, uh, Keyshawn Cheek who can go for 25 or so. 
Um, Martinsburg has Dow and, and Blackwood for the most part as their main scorers. Maybe Luke Fowler. If he Maybe Gaza. Maybe well, Gaza's not really a scorer. He's more of a hustle guy, more yeah. of an offensive player. Um, you know, so it, it's it's tough because Jefferson has such a complete team, has so many different scoring options. Uh, it's tough to imagine too many teams keeping up with them. But if they have an off night, you know, you you, you have a chance. Uh, but it, they're they're obviously a very tough team to compete with for right now. Yeah, definitely. Now, before we hit a break, turn our attention to some EPAC girls basketball action. First, we'll get with the other games going on, and then uh, we'll talk about the game that we'll have on TV 10. Uh, Hedgesville at Musselman tonight, and Washington at Jefferson. That Washington girls at Jefferson is going to be an intriguing matchup, Colin. Yeah, that should be a uh, good one. The last time that the two met, uh, Washington was undefeated at the time at 7-0, and and Jefferson was the one to uh, knock him off and try to take control there in the uh, standings. Both teams are really good. Jefferson coming off a big win over Spring Bills the other night by five after losing to them on Saturday. And that was the only loss that Jefferson has had in the EPAC. So that side's kind of shaken up. It'll be interesting to see who wins there. Hedgesville, uh, Musselman will still be a good one even though it's not sectional wise i'm just happy to see all the epac teams are playing up against each other because even though the voting is by the coaches they take into account everybody in the region so you'll go one two three four five six and then they do a point based off that and then split the sections there you go Didn't it's know that. weird you don't go each section look at the top three teams and only have like I guess the three coaches vote for two others because you can't vote for your own team. So it, it's going to be strange. you rank all six teams? You, you rank, well, I guess five if you don't include your right, own yeah. team and go from there. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. You think it would have, just be you know, based on record. Yeah, but that, would just that, that so makes much too much easier. sense for the SSAC. I don't know, but now let's talk about the game that we're having tonight on TV10. Uh, Martinsburg girls visit Spring Mill. Spring Mill's got their first ever victory over martinsburg a few weeks back and uh then they'll try to they're trying to do it again tomorrow or excuse me tonight martinsburg getting their first win of the season the other night against hedgesville so they're coming in kind of you know on a high about that game and and now it's going to be an intriguing matchup tonight because spring mills ran the gauntlet five games in eight days went four and one we had coach goss gone yesterday it's going to be a special night there they're uh, going to you know, raise some money for the American Cancer Society in honor of the journal's Rick Kozlowski. So it's going to be a great game atmosphere there. Uh, but it's going to be an intriguing EPAC matchup as well. Yeah, and that's the reason why I uh, figured out, because originally, even though it's been, I guess, around for a decade when I asked uh, Matt Miller of the coaches voting for the standings when it comes to the seeding come playoff time. But uh, I thought... Since it was the standings, Martinsburg won against Hedgesville. So they're one and two in the section. Hedgesville's finished up with section play at one and three. So what originally I was thinking, which is really intriguing, would have been the fact that if Martinsburg was to win tonight against Spring Mills, they'd be two and two in the section. And I was thinking, does that mean they'd get to host the sectional game against Hedgesville, even though they'd be two and 15? Hedgesville would be, I believe, 4 and 13. So the voting-wise, you'll have to see what they take into account. Do they take into account most recent games, which would have, if 
Martinsburg were to win tonight, them winning back-to-back games against sectional teams? Or would they take the season as a whole and be like, yeah, you just won these two, yeah, but you've lost all the other ones. So I, I don't know. Tonight's game will be intriguing. Spring Mills is a really good team. Yes, they just lost recently to Jefferson, but before that they've been undefeated in 2022. Gosk has those young girls playing great basketball right now, led by two freshmen and a sophomore. So it'll be fun to see the other uh, Bolduke in action tonight like we saw last night. Are they related? I'd assume so. I don't know how, but I don't know. I thought that was interesting to to think about that the other day because when we had when we were watching that game, or when I was thinking about players for Spring Mills, I was like, "There is a Bullduke on Spring Mills," uh, but that is not to be. We don't know that for certain. But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, you'll hear the Mountaineer Report from Tony Caridi and the Mountaineer Sports Network. And we'll talk a little more college hoops action. That's next after this quick two-minute break. You won't find too many red lights. Ain't anywhere close to an for new car dealerships and for used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26th and March 12th at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. I'm talking with Ken Apple, CPA in Martinsburg. Ken, why should a small business choose you? Well, Rob, when you hire me, you get me. You know, when I used to work for a big firm, I thought I understood the needs of small businesses, but it wasn't until I became a small business owner myself that I understood their true needs. Now I know what it's like to make a payroll, and I can relate to the owners of those small businesses. I'm also a bank director. I've been for 20 years, and I understand what the bank needs when you're going for a small business loan. Call Ken Apple, CPA, 304-263-1100. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Our intern running things on the TV 10 side, Avery Newport. As we get ready to talk some college hoops action, we'll now hear the Mountaineer Report from Learfield's Mountaineer Sports Network. Spring is in the air. Can you tell? Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger. At Kroger, fresh groceries are our thing. So we do freshness checks on the items in your delivery order at every step of their journey from our farms to our stores. And pick and pack every blue, razz, and strawberry in your free pickup order with the utmost care. Because we believe in treating your food the same way we'd want ours to be treated. It's the golden rule. Only for, like, fresh fruit and stuff. Order now using the mobile app. We're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. 42 million Americans struggle with hunger, yet 35% of the food in this country is wasted. Those aren't just numbers. They're our neighbors, your daughter's friend from school, the family of four next door. The Kroger Company Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation is committed to making fresh food accessible to all by ensuring it never goes to waste. Together, we can help end hunger. Learn more at Zero Hunger, Zero ZeroWasteFoundation.org. Here's the question. Have you seen one yet? Maybe it was a Blue Jay, maybe a Robin? Yes, we might only be 10 days into February, but if you look close enough, you can start to see the very early signs that spring is coming. More daylight. Sun's looking a little brighter. You get the point. We're closing in on spring, and if you're not buying it, consider that the Mountaineer baseball team will play its regular season opener eight days from today and just 19 days away from its scheduled home opener. Coach Randy Mazie's squad getting very little love in the preseason Big 12 poll. West Virginia coming in at number eight among the nine teams. That's largely because West Virginia has so many newcomers. The preseason poll is just that, a preseason guess. West Virginia's finished better than its preseason selection in five of the eight seasons they've been in the Big 12. The regular big boys are again expected to contend for the title. Texas receiving all but one of the first place votes and is the clear choice to win the title. Oklahoma State picked second, Texas Tech third, TCU at number four. And when it comes to individual players, West Virginia is one of four schools with multiple players on the all-Big 12 preseason team. Senior outfielder Austin Davis, junior right-hander Jacob Waters, singled out by the league's coaches. Basketball now. The Mountaineers leave tomorrow for Stillwater, Oklahoma. They'll shoot for a season sweep over the Cowboys Saturday. The Mountaineers rolled over OSU 70-60 to at the Coliseum last month. Free throw shooting was huge in that game. West Virginia almost perfect, 21 of 22 at the line. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineers Sports Network from Learfield. Thank you, Mr. Creed, on there. We'll have to get him back on soon. Maybe before the uh, Big 12 tournament. Okay. Hit him up. I'll try. Uh, Let's talk a little college basketball action. Again, Mountaineers not in action tonight, but on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740, you can tune into the Bob Huggins Show, 7 to 9. Uh, while you're driving, and then when you get to where you're going, you can tune over to TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube for Spring Mills Martinsburg Girls Basketball. Did you like that little segue? 
Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, or if you have Bluetooth, you could listen to whichever one you want to in your car. But I mean, that is true. Uh, we'll feature our intern, Avery Newport, because he wants to talk about some college basketball upsets today. There were. There were some college basketball upsets last night. Um I you want to switch your camera? Huh? You want to switch your camera? Oh, yeah. Yeah, title do the four shot. Out. You deserve do you to be on. A, I don't know if he has a title. Oh, no. Yeah, I do. Okay, I, I, I thought maybe I replaced it with uh, my name. Does yeah, it still you did say? replace it with your name. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Come so on. And you weren't prepared today. Well, you can, I didn't. I was giving you your no, moment to shine, and you just forgot to put your own Double title. Double click on your, right. your video. On your video. All right, well, there's an upset last night. Oh, Seton we'll Hall defeated Xavier, who was sitting at 25-73-72. Uh, and then we talked about some upsets the other day. Also, Oklahoma uh, beat number nine Texas Tech last night, 70-55. to SMU beat number six Houston, 85-83. Um, Rutgers defeated number 16 Ohio State, 64-66. So he mentioned a lot of upsets there. Which one was your favorite one, Avery? Just looking back through these scores, I'd probably have to say my, well, I wouldn't say my favorite one, but I would say the most important one is Oklahoma's upset of Texas Tech last night. Texas Tech was the ninth-ranked team in the country. They're a Big 12 rival for WVU. So, you know, the Mountaineers still aren't doing very well. But, you know, any loss for a a top-tier Big 12 team is going to help them going forward. And Oklahoma's had their struggles, too. You know, OU had a a long losing streak in the middle of the season. They're still kind of hovering over 500. So that's a big win for them. Texas Tech falls to 18-6 and this year. Um, They had a lot of momentum coming into that game. They were kind of a middle-of-the-pack team ranking-wise. They were around, you know, 15-16. They moved up this week, and they just, you know, totally fell off last night. So that's a big one. Uh, number six, Houston also also lost last night to SMU in a very exciting close game, 85-83. So, you know, they're... And it was games, a comeback. Yeah. It was 51-40 to 40 at the half, Houston in the lead, and then SMU just came out of nowhere in second half. Yep. That's one that I was uh, looking and at a little bit last night. 45 in the second yeah, half. 45 yeah, 45-32. to 32. Oklahoma also scored 45 in that second half as well in that game. Yeah. They outscored Texas Tech by 20 points in that final half yeah um rutgers as well they beat ohio state yesterday yeah i said that i was listing them out while you were trying to figure out what shot you were all doing. right all right just because we couldn't have hey, no been out couldn't have dead air days, all right i'm a little rusty come on all right well tonight there's some major college basketball tonight uh clemson versus number seven duke do you think there could be an upset in that ball game because the acc is just so inconsistent we were talking about on the show the other day no Potentially, there could be an upset. I think. There I mean, could any be. given Why not? team can win on any given night. Hey, but, Pac- didn't Pacific you know. beat somebody the other day? UCLA, maybe USC. I think it was. I don't know. You'd Let's have see. to double check, but uh, I I don't know. I don't think that Duke is going to be upset two games in a row. I know they just lost to Virginia, I believe, which was their last game. I could be wrong, but yep. I know it was recent. So yeah, I, I think that Coach K is going to have them come out. Uh, and maybe it'll be close. I'm pretty sure Clemson's having a pretty all right year as well. But a pretty all right. Well, I know they're at home, so maybe that'll help Clemson. So they're, but they're twelve and eleven, four and eight in the ACC. We'll see. I, I'd right. say Duke will probably pretty all right. That's all right, the definition all right, all right. of pretty all right, right yeah. there. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I think Washington State against number four Arizona potential upset there. Uh, ten and one in the P- Pac-12 versus seven and three in the Pac-12. So, 
You calling it now? I'm calling my shot right you now. Gonna put any money on it? You know, I don't, I mean, Arizona looks like I'm a only betting on the Super Bowl right this now. week. They are on a roll as much as anybody else in the country right now. Yeah, I mean they're twenty and two this yeah. year, fourth ranked in the country, and they've beaten UCLA before. It was you know that's true. preseason top three team. So that's yeah. we won't yeah. get to talk about it tomorrow because uh, we'll be too busy talking about uh, EPAC basketball, uh, the Capitals, the Wizards. Uh, and the and the Super Bowl coming up, but tomorrow a big contest there, um, in the Big East. Number twenty four UConn versus number twenty five Xavier. I know Colin will be keeping yeah, an eye we on that game from here. We were upset last night because Xavier lost to Seton Hall. So my sister was uh not happy. It was a close game, and then uh our cousin goes to Seton Hall, so they were kind of you know hyping up the Seton Hall Pirates and bragging about the win, but uh. No, tomorrow's game for Xavier should be a uh, fun one. They're doing an orange out to prep for uh, the Super Bowl with the Bengals. So There you go. Uh, this weekend, a bunch of good college basketball action. Uh, number 20, Texas. Number 10, Baylor. Um, Florida and Kentucky. TCU, Texas Tech. And uh, Washington, Arizona. Ohio State, Michigan. Vanderbilt, Tennessee. Uh, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, both teams ranked number two, Gonzaga. And then the intriguing one here is, uh, which I think is going to be a very good matchup, is number 12, UCLA, at number 21, USC. I think that'll okay. be a good matchup Saturday night good at rivalry 10 rivalry weekend, it sounds like. Pac-12 yeah. after dark. There you go. Uh, which I never watch. Because <laughs> I fall asleep. <laughs> at 10 p.m.? Yeah. <laughs> I don't stay up to Sometimes. watch Pac-12. I've never been. I don't a intentionally fall asleep. West Coast college Sometimes basketball Sometimes you're just guy. watching TV and you drift you off. Just, you drift off. That was for a couple years up until Gonzaga finally won. I tried to make a rule whenever I was picking uh, my March Madness brackets. Never trust a West Coast college basketball team. Why is As that? As of recent, because they don't win. They choke. When was the last time a West Coast team won a national championship? Gonzaga was the... Gonzaga. Eh. They didn't win it, though. I thought they did. They lost to Baylor last yeah, year. Yeah, they did. You're right. I thought they did before that, or no? No, no they lost they to UNC. So they still haven't won? Okay. Nope. Well, there you go. All At right. least they made it to the well, championship, though. For so this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, it's family-owned and operated, and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. After this two-minute break... We'll throw a curveball on what we originally planned. As Colin kind of mentioned last break, uh, MLB Commissioner Rob Manford? Rob Manford came out and spoke. Uh, They're getting close, and there's two big things that are happening uh, in this new CBA that could be expected to be coming out in the next day or two as it'll be after the owners' meetings. Uh, But we'll talk about that after this two-minute break. And I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200 square foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns and Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. 
because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu, call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Are you looking for a full-service web design company right here in the Eastern Panhandle? Then look no further than Pro Design LLC, specializing in web design and development, web hosting, and application development. Pro Design is a locally owned company serving local clients since 1997 with a reputation of quality, creativity, and personal touch. Let Pro Design build or redesign your dream website. Find them online at professionaldesign.com or phone 304-676-9940. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 TV10 in Berkeley and Jefferson Counties on Comcast Channel 10 and streaming live on the TV10 Facebook and uh, we'll talk to uh, some MLB, some interesting news coming out as MLB Commissioner Rob Manford addressed the media today at the owners meetings in Orlando. Big news potentially coming out here. Uh I'll let Colin take it away because he mentioned it to us a while during the first break of the day. So tell me what the big points were from there because MLB's in a lockout right now. They're trying to get a season going. They're trying to, to come to an agreement, and they haven't been able to so far. But Rob Manford really kind of setting the bar of what everything's going to happen. I don't know how official it is because you said it, I guess, wasn't agreed on. But what I read, at least on Twitter, was that it looks like it either is about to be or has been between the owners and the uh, league of changing for a draft lottery system now for the MLB and then the even larger one which has been you know probably the argument amongst baseball fans forever is should there be a universal DH or not and right now looks like there's going to be a universal DH all right, I'm going to take my stance right here right now. No universal DH. I'm going to take my stance. Yes, universal DH. No. Yes. You're, I've seen yes. some pitchers hit bombs. Yeah, there's like five. Steven Strasburg hit a bomb. That's one. Max Scherzer has hit a bomb. That's two. Those are my guys. Okay. Well, they were my guys. And what, one? Well, Strasburg is. But but there's one? What, one time they did it? Good for them. I think... I'm kind of in between on both. I don't really like changing baseball rules because I feel like they keep trying to change it just to make it more entertaining, I guess. But I guess that's a good thing in some ways. But, like, I hate the extra inning rules right now that we're yeah. in. I, I the think they're done. Rules. I think they're done after this year. I yeah. could be wrong. Hopefully. Uh, and the DH, I 
I don't really like watching a pitcher hit, but I do think that the separation between the American League and National League is something very unique to baseball that is kind of fun to watch and adds to the strategy of the game from the manager perspective. So I'm kind of in between on that uh, DH. I don't really care about watching pitchers hit. I'd rather see nine players that can actually hit in the lineup. But I also like the strategy part of in the NL, you're going to play a different strategy than the in the AL. You're going to carry probably more bench guys, so you have pinch hitters actually play a role. So there's some interest in that. Um, so to me, it's kind of like I could go either way on DH or no DH. Huh. I, I, I'm just saying, like, let's say there's a game that's, you know, your pitcher's grooving you're six seven innings in but yet it's you know only a one nothing game and you got you know bases loaded or something like that one out maybe two let's say two outs your pitcher's coming up to bat you really want to pinch hit him are you going to want a dh in there to add to the threat of possibly scoring because typically pitchers don't rake Pitchers don't hit. They're in there. They can get walks. Maybe sometimes they could get a nice base hit. Very rarely, as you said, get a home run. But I want a designated hitter in there, a guy that's reliable when you need him in the field. But then again, he needs days off, but you still want him in the lineup because he can get 30-plus home runs in a season. But yeah. again, I think. But as Nick said, it makes it unique between the two leagues, and I like something. But it like also that. The gives game a disadvantage to the American League if they're playing in the NL. Yes, and then the but, NL when they come to the AL gets an advantage because they get a designated hitter. Yeah, I don't know. They don't now. I guess the only sorry for interrupting you again <laughs> would be Shohei Otani right now. Right, but he's going to still DH either way, or if he were to end up in the nl at some point he would just hit as a pitcher uh, but obviously that, that might change see i think this whole argument kind of proves that there shouldn't be a dh at all that all pitchers should hit no. in both no. leagues because if otani can do it he's a pitcher and a batter like it can't be that hard if you're a batter and you pitch two you should know what kind of pitches are coming because you throw them the thing is, most pitchers haven't hit since high school if they've hit at all. I mean, high school, you have a DH. College, you have a DH. So they're not running their pitchers out there due to the risk of injury. Um, so there's no reason for them to take batting practice because you don't want them to get hurt You know, practicing batting. As weird as that sounds, it's happened before. Pitchers in the yeah. NL have gotten hurt. I mean, look at Max uh, Scherzer. Bunting yeah, he, got, like he, that. Bunted. he was practicing bunting and got a black eye. And he still pitched, but, I mean, that's just who Max Scherzer is. But I mean, like you can't—that can't happen. But then again, he was bunting. Do you really want to see bunting? I, I don't know. I, I don't dislike bunting. The game now is so much about the home run and the big and the big swings. It's not about what it used to be in terms of manufacturing runs. So I think the DH in both leagues makes a lot of sense from that perspective. It does allow players to extend their careers as well. So for guys that would only be a DH, they now have 30 teams they could play for opposed to just 15. Um, so I, Or whatever it is. I guess the split might not be – or now it's even, right? It's 15 and 15, but at one yeah. point it wasn't. Yeah. Houston was in the AL, I think. Uh, but, yeah. 
I think it, it, it's kind of I'm in between on it. I don't really have like no DH or uh, just DH. Uh, but what was the other thing that they were talking about? Draft lottery. Uh, yeah. So he here's the I'm looking at a Bleacher Report story. Uh, also, we are seven days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Well, I guess six days. To. For, yeah, from the date, which is the 17th and 18th, pitchers and catchers remain scheduled to have their first workout for most teams on February 17th and 18th. The first spring training games are fed, scheduled to be played on February 26th and 27th. Uh, Bob Manfred's quote said, "You always have you're all you're always one breakthrough away from making an agreement." Manfred said he added that the owners have agreed to implement a universal designated hitter and eliminate draft pick compensation for those teams that lose a qualified free agent. Um, and then it would be uh, obviously the draft lottery system. I don't, and I do like the lottery to an extent. I don't like it because it always makes it seem like and I don't know how accurate it is, obviously. There's always theories, though, that the NBA draft lottery is rigged. Is that accurate? Probably not. But it, it does seem suspicious at times. And you know in the other formats, if you're the worst team, you have the number one pick. But it prevents tanking. It prevents it, it teams does. Like the Orioles from stop trying. <laughs> the Orioles. Not or just the Orioles. The Tigers. The Pirates. The Pirates. The Diamondbacks. Teams that have been bad for Rockies. a very long time. Yeah. All the Nationals teams in the last couple months intentionally been trying to lose the Marlins for the last twenty years. You know that's just strategy of trading. It depends though on how they do the Look lottery. The Is it going to be the top ten picks? To the World Series. Is it going to be the top? You know, all the teams that didn't make the playoffs are they going to be up for the lottery? Is it just going to be like the top ten picks? I don't know. That would I don't be know if just having a lottery is going to really change that much about tanking. It probably won't because they're still tanking the NBA. Here, yeah. Here's the big keys. So I do believe they're set to meet. Uh, as Manford noted, the next negotiation session between the owners and the union will come on Saturday. According to the Athletics, Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellich, some of the key issues in CBA negotiations include raising, excuse me, raising the minimum salary, Good. salary arbitration, the luxury tax threshold, a draft lottery, and service time manipulation. So it's oh, obviously on multiple points, it's about money. It's always been about money. Will it be good for the small market teams will be interesting. That's yeah. the one thing that I agree upon with uh, Rob, if you've ever heard him talk about this lockout right now. Don't come back until there's a salary cap. They'll never get to a salary cap. No, players the players won't, won't do it. Players won't do it at all. But all right. Then these small market teams are Dunzo. Yeah. Basically. All right. Well, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back on the other side of this break. We'll wrap things up. Uh, talk a little NFL, NBA, and NHL here as we get you set for tonight's action. And uh, talk a little news in the NFL as we get closer to Super Bowl Sunday. That's next after this two-minute break. Break. 
This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Burke Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals square off in Super Bowl 56. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from L.A. for all the action. The Bengals are in the big game for the first time in 33 years. Can they bring home the first Super Bowl title in franchise history? Or will the Rams win on their home turf in SoFi Stadium? Tune in to find out. If it's Super Bowl 56, it's right here. On Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM and AM 740. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Thursday, February 10th. 2022 segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343, or you can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Bui, Nick Verzlini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Our intern, Avery Newport, hanging out, running things on the TV 10 sign after a few sick days here. He got uh, He's going to make up those hours somehow, guys. I got some work for him. Any suggestions? <laughs> Any ideas? I'll morning shift. Yeah, morning shift. Oh, we were yeah. talking about that. Yeah, you got to, you got to en- endure oh, the morning shift. That sounds delightful. <laughs> good stories. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's wrap things up That's on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, let's uh, talk a little, you know, schedule for tonight. The Caps back in action tonight. They are north of the border at the Montreal Canadiens, who... Just fired their head coach. Well, they have like eight. They are the worst team. They're in the, the worst. National they just fired their head coach, hired a uh, interim head coach. Alex Ovechkin will not play on Thursday 
against tonight or tonight against the Canadians because it's north of the border and he just got off COVID protocols. I think you have to be like so many days out of COVID to go north of the border now. That's the Canada rules. Uh, Ilya, Ilya Samsonov will start in net for the Caps tonight. Uh, just inconsistencies all along in the or throughout the the season here for the Caps. Yeah, and in you saw that what we stated was, yeah, the goalie has been an issue since Holtby left for the Capitals, and they either need to get somebody that's a veteran that can be trustworthy like they tried to do last Caps year. Unfortunately, one and a half. Lundquist was, uh, you know, dealing with health issues. Yeah. So they didn't get to have him, but... You got to go on uh, tonight. Hopefully, still winnable without Ovechkin. Looking forward to it. Wizards also back in action tonight. They're hosting the Brooklyn Nets, who have five more wins than them, but suck. But they are, are not good. Fault. Uh, free fault. James Harden wants a trade to the 76ers. Won't formally Nets request deal due to concern streak, over man. public. I know they're on a nine-game losing streak. But I didn't know they were that bad. Yeah. Okay, you're not even right letting me say Spencer what I just was reading, man. Yeah, you guys just are throwing. Throwing through everything. Nets James Harden wants out of Brooklyn. He wants to go to the 76ers, but he won't request a deal due to concern over public backlash. People are so obsessed with wanting to go to the 76ers. The process it's has all been about a the process, failure. and it's not been great. So, well, you go to Philly and you team Harden with Embiid and the shooters around them. That might work out nah. to an the extent. Process has been a failure. Yeah, he's say that. in the league right now. He's when Brooklyn though MVP has their candidate. big three. They're pretty much unbeatable, so it is weird. So suck it up and stay. they haven't had at all this season, pretty much. They've had Harden. Durant's been hurt most of the year. But Kyrie's had all his, you know, If Kyrie's not going to get the vaccine, he's pretty much not going to play for most of the playoffs. But that's why Harden wants out, because it seems like they're not trading Kyrie. And nobody wants Kyrie, because he can't play in New York and some other cities, I think. I don't know, but... At They're least it's finally a winnable game, maybe, They're for the Wizards, yeah. right? I don't want them to win. I'm taking for the number one pick. Hey. It's a lottery, though, so you're not guaranteed it. Some Still trade better news. than making the playoffs and getting the 14th pick. Hey, trade news here in the M- in the NAM- NBA. Can't keep all my league straight. The Toronto Raptors are trading Goran Dragic in a protected 2022 first-round pick to the Spurs for Thad Young, Drew Eubanks, and a 2022 second-round pick's Second round pick via the Pistons. That's according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, Three team trades have always been weird. To yeah, me. I don't know. Would but like that just came down trade? here in the no, last 30, 40 I just minutes. want, you know, two. The Milwaukee Bucks acquire Serge Ibaka from the LA Clippers in a four team trade with Sacramento and Detroit. That just came out. But, like, uh, how, how are they linked to it? That's what never. The Bucks get Serge Ibaka from the Clippers. Marvin Bagley, former number two overall pick of the Kings, goes to Detroit in the deal, according to Woj. And Dante DiVincenzo from the Milwaukee Bucks is going to Sacramento. It's a good move for Milwaukee. Get a Baca yeah. for pretty much nothing. Yeah. yeah, a good stretch four guy can shoot, play down low. That's a a good deal for the Bucks, I think. Yeah. Honestly, for Detroit, I mean, getting Bagley, who still has some potential. I mean, Detroit's terrible. So yeah, and it's weird Kings that the Spurs their, wanted their Drogic, though. Drogic? They're twenty and thirty-five. Drogic, Drogic. I thought it was Drogic. It's Drogic. Not close enough. He's the dragon. That good. That's weird that they wanted him though. They're twenty and thirty-five. I don't know. What they're trying to get a veteran, and they already have for. Murray, who's the you know an all-star point guard. This maybe they're year. trying to flip him. I don't know. All right, well that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. 
Tomorrow on the show, we'll uh, have a huge Super Bowl preview. Maybe uh, make some uh, live wagers on the show. Or we will do, make do a live we, do, wager. Do we on allow the show. any Facebook commenters to join in on that? Uh, no. How are we going to get their money? That's Can't true. do that. Uh, but that does it for this edition Venmo. of the Sports Mix. Venmo. Yeah. Cash App. PayPal. All right. Well, for our intern, Avery Newport, for Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer. We sang so long tonight. TV 10, 7 p.m., the Johnny's Express tip-off show, Martinsburg Girls at Spring Mill special night there, so tune in for that. All uh, Colin will be on the call. I'll be the color analyst, and then we'll be back tomorrow at 12 noon for the Sports Mix. That does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk to you on the Sports Mix tomorrow at 12.08 p.m.